Welcome to the 1717 Podcast, a ministry of Roseville Baptist Church with Pastor Jackie Hill. There is no such thing as your truth and my truth. There is only truth and untruth. And Pastor Derek Ambrose. We have to stop searching for truth in our culture when God's already given us the answer. Jackie and Derek answer important questions with the truth of God's Word. In John 17, 17, Jesus prayed, Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth. Here's your host, Derek Ambrosen. Hello, everyone, and welcome into episode 32 of the 1717 Podcast. I'm Pastor Derek Ambrosen, and I'm joined by Pastor Drew Stravers. Drew, how you doing today, man? I'm doing pretty good. Excited to be doing this podcast, and, and I've been really busy this week because I just closed on a home this Ayo. week. Uh, first time home buyer, and so I'm learning what it's like to be a homeowner. I, I, I mowed my lawn for the first time last nice. night. So yeah, it's it's been exciting. It's been really busy, but it's been great. Yeah, that's great, man. I'm just we just hit the year mark on our home ownership, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a good good wild ride, especially in this housing market. Uh, but yeah, that that's exciting, man. And we're we're back here after a couple of week hiatus because just to give you guys uh, listeners an update on Jackie. He is doing much better than he was. He did have a uh, kind of a tough go at it for a while physically um, through complications of, of COVID and, and really just uh, viral and bacterial pneumonia, uh, some of which was untreated for about a week. So he is, he is doing better physically, not, uh, not looking his best, but he is still there uh, mentally, which is, which is great. Uh, it just talks in a whisper. So, you know, I think he kind of sounds like what Jackie will sound like when he's 70 years old, <laughs> maybe 80. That's kind of what he's got going now. But the, the biggest problem with Jackie, and he'll know this hearing, is the man doesn't like to stop talking. So when he really needs to rest his voice, he loves to just keep talking. And uh, he and his wife had a good, or uh, me and his wife had a good conversation about that yesterday. So Jackie, when you're listening, uh, rest that voice, man. We we would like to have you back soon. And the the goal is hopefully July 8th. Uh, I, I think that'll be July 12th will be the release date of that episode. So hopefully we'll have him back then. But in the meantime, Drew, it's it's going to be on here with you. And Absolutely. today we're going to get into an episode about the question of, do all roads lead to God? This is, you know, when we you look at the, really the term universalism, that's where this comes from, that every belief system leads to God, leads to heaven. Uh, definitely an easy thing to believe and, and sounds good and sounds appealing because there's not... Uh, not much critical thinking that we have to put into that. But to answer the question in short, uh, I would say, yes, all roads do lead to God. Um, all beliefs and lifestyles will lead to him, but not all lead to eternal residence with God. All of mankind will stand before God to be judged. So in that respect, yes, all roads will lead to God, but that does not mean that all roads lead to salvation. Yeah, that's right. And, and a, a little more clarification uh, it's it's good to un- unpack this question a little bit because you hear it thrown around quite a bit. Um, I, I think some people will occasionally use this phrase and mean something completely different than um, all different roads or paths leading to eternal life with God. And and um, I, I've I've heard people use this phrase before, and and what they're trying to say is everyone's testimony is different, uh, w- which is true. Everyone's life is different. Um, but, but there's one piece of everyone's testimony of faith that does need to be the same. And and that's what we're going to talk about today. 
yeah, so we're going to get into our really our focal verse of of this topic and then some supporting verses after, and that's John 14, 6, which says, Jesus speaking, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Very common verse, one that's been quoted a lot. Many, or Maybe many of you guys have this committed to memory, but I think this verse uh, really tackles this topic altogether. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the second half of this verse is just so clear. And, and how it responds to this question, do all roads lead to God? And it's clear um, that all roads do not lead to salvation. The word says that no one comes to the Father except through me. That is Jesus talking. Uh, Jesus is the only one that can make us right with God. And as I was preparing a little bit for this podcast, it's like, oh, well, can we just like mic drop this and and call it a podcast after mm-hmm. four minutes because like this verse is is just such a mic drop. Uh, it, the, it's so great. Jesus was the plan all along. Uh, um, and, and even the first half of this verse in John 14, verse six, it gives us multiple reasons a- as to why Jesus is the only way to God. Yeah. And we see, so like Drew, to your point, I mean, there's people who will believe that there was a fall of man, and then it's like, God's got to get his stuff together and figure out, how am I going to deal with this? But Jesus was the plan all along. You know, we you think that the verse John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That Word, capital W, is talking about Jesus there. Mm-hmm. So Jesus was already around in existence all the way at the beginning. He he was there with God because um, he is God. So there there wasn't this plan B or C or D or, or anything like that, but Jesus was the plan. And it starts that right away in defining the way. You know, he says, I'm the way, the truth, and life. So the way, John 3.36 says, the one who believes in the Son has eternal life, but the one who does not obey the Son will not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. So it's very clear the one who believes Jesus has eternal life and the one who doesn't the word tells us the wrath of God remains on him. So Jesus is the way, and he's not, it doesn't say I am a way mm-hmm. or a possible way. It is the way. It is, if we know that all scriptures God breathed and very intentional in how it's written, then that the is very important to being the only way. Yep. And and the same thing with, with the truth and the life. It doesn't. It, it doesn't say I am part of the truth. Mm-hmm. I am partly true. It is or your truth, right? Yeah. Right. It is the truth. Uh, I want to read John one verse fourteen. It says, "And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth." So, this is des- describing Jesus. He is full of grace and truth. So the way, the truth, and the life, I'd like to read John 10, 27, and 28. This says, My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me, and I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. So, so this states very clearly that life, eternal life, is found in Christ Jesus alone. Yeah, amen to that. So we know j- just through that verse, uh, it, it in those verses supporting that we read, it really encapsulates all of what Jesus is being the only way to heaven, the only way to God in that respect. Um, like I said earlier, we're all going to see God for judgment. Um, it's whether we continue to see God after that or not 
that is more uh, defined by this. But I think, you know, we've said before, the, the best commentary on the Bible is the Bible. So rather than just, you know, picking this one verse out, we want to read a few other verses that um, are all around uh, really the New Testament through the different epistles, uh, through Acts, and even through the Gospels to just support these claims that Jesus is the way. And so I'll start with Acts 4, 11 through 12, that says, He is the stone which was rejected by you with the builders, but which became the chief cornerstone, and there's salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among mankind by which we must be saved. So the apostles make it very clear Jesus is the only name that can save. When they talk about the the cornerstone being rejected, he's pointing back to prophecies that the Jews would have known about when talking about the Messiah. So they claim him as Messiah there um, in a you know cultural understanding that the Jews would have had. And John eight twenty four says, therefore I said to you that you will. You will die in your sins, for unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. That was uh, Jesus speaking that when saying, I am, that means he is God, that Yahweh, I am who I am, that God um, speaks of in the, the Old Testament, that unless we believe that Jesus is God, you will die in your sins. So like, again, who could have the authority to say something like that other than God and the Savior himself? Yeah, I want to continue with Matthew seven thirteen and 14 says, enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who enter through it. For the gate is narrow, and the way is constricted that leads to life, and there are few who will find it. So the question of this episode, do all roads lead to God? Well, there are two pretty distinct roads mm-hmm. that we see in these two verses. The, the narrow gate uh, and the the wide gates, the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction. And there's many who will enter through it, um, but the gate is narrow and constricted that leads to life. And there are few who will find it. And we've read previously that you can only find that uh, narrow road in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Want to continue with Galatians two verse twenty one, which says, "I do not nullify the grace of God." For if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died needlessly. I think this is a good example because this shows, uh, an ex- it does show an example of other things not leading mm-hmm. to God. It, the law does not produce salvation. It, it, it does not make us right yep. with the Lord. Because if it did... Christ died needlessly. Yeah, yeah. The law showed us that we needed a Savior. It showed us that we couldn't uphold um, to that standard, even though Jesus did. So yeah, it, Christ did not die needlessly. We absolutely needed him because we cannot fulfill the law, not, not one person. Uh, John 5, through 24 says, For not even the Father judges anyone, interesting, but he has given all judgment to the Son, so that all will honor the Son just as they honor the Father. The one who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but is passed out of death into life. Jesus holds the, he holds judgment on us. And what does Jesus judge us for? Whether or not we believe in him as Lord. You're going to read a a verse here in just a minute, Romans 10, 9, that makes it abundantly clear how it is that we are saved. And so I think as, as Drew reads that in just a minute, when we come back to John 5, um, connecting those together, Jesus has the ultimate judgment for us because God has given him that right to do that and judge 
uh, us here on earth for what it is that we believe and what it is that we do. And then, you know, John three sixteen and 17, uh, one of the most well-known verses out there says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the son into the world to judge the world, but so that the world might be saved through him. So the goal is to save the world through Jesus. And Yes, he, it says there he's not meant to send um, into the world to judge the world as far as come down and condemn everyone, but to save um, that which was lost. But part of that is judgment in, in a sense of between right and wrong. And ultimately, do we believe in Jesus as Lord or do we not? And that is the determining factor that is much different than a lot of other religions. Yep. And going now to Romans ten nine, which says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So, so this in, in one verse, this is the gospel and, and it's, it's really awesome. And it, it just states it so clearly the steps that needs to be taken, believe your, with your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, confess with your mouth, you will be saved. Yeah. There, there's a lot of, uh, other movements going on right now that are trying to adopt or, or excuse me, uh, change the gospel mm-hmm. into something a little bit different. Say the gospel is like this, but it's also other things um, right now th- that have to do with, um, you know, economic restoration or, um, you know, just unity as a whole. But no, the truth is the gospel is Jesus saving sinners from their sin, not saving the world um, from the the impact of it. We know this world's going to be destroyed and Jesus is going to come back with a new heaven and a new earth. We see in Revelation 21 and 22 and praise God for that. But while we're here, our goal is to share this gospel with other people, this basic gospel that you just read in Romans 10, um, 9, for people to be saved from their sins. That is what the gospel is. If, if anyone says it's more than that, that it's these extra actions you have to do or um, this equity that you have to um, move the world towards, those are hopeful byproducts of a saved person, of a saved heart as we see the actions go. But that does not, <clears throat> excuse me, um, that does not qualify as salvation. Yep, absolutely. Moving on with uh, 2 Corinthians 4. Verses three through five, and if our and even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving, so that they will not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus as Lord, and ourselves as your bond servants on account to Jesus. So this again really shows that that there is one road, but um, it could go two different ways in the end, right? Mm-hmm. I saw Jackie share on Facebook recently that the uh, hell episode of 17 is is the least popular mm-hmm. uh, that, that you guys have had so far. I think that's interesting and, and yeah. not super surprising either, but that is uh, one of the ways it can go. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For those who don't know who are who are veiled or not open to the, the gospel. Yeah, they're, they're walking right down that path. And so w- what we wanted to look into after reading all those verses, because I think our, our hope is anyways, that we really drove home the fact that Jesus is, is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He's the one and the only way. But there's a lot of other belief systems out there. And I've had um, in youth ministry, multiple students ask me, how do we know that Christianity is the right way? Because I think most 
Um, Muslims believe that theirs is the right way. Hindus believe theirs is the right way. Because why would you believe something or live for something you don't believe to be true? So then it's what makes ours more right? And so I wanted to look at some other beliefs, but first just talk about that statement, the all roads lead to God, um, that universalists will hold to, uh, is it's a logical fallacy. It makes no sense because it cannot possibly be true because any belief system that holds to a heaven or an afterlife, they all have different means of getting there. So for example, and I'm not going to go into huge depth with, with some of these other religions. I'm not a part of them, so I don't know every in and out of them, but at least on the basis, um, Muslim beliefs a lot on, uh, really depends on worldly deeds, uh, that outweighing the good with the bad before Allah, and that will get you into heaven. Um, Mormons are, they, they do believe in Jesus Christ, but they believe, and this is from their website that, uh, it says Latter-day Saint teachings state that where we go after this life depends primarily upon the degree to which we accept and follow Jesus, as well as on the desires of our hearts and how we translate those desires into work. In addition, our destination after this life depends on whether we participate in the essential rites, such as baptism, that aid us in the process of repentance, progression, and sanctification. Now, on the surface, that might sound pretty good. It sounds a lot like Christianity, but there's a couple. Uh, the big difference is, we said with Christianity, we are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. That is not uh, any works of our own, so that none may boast. It, it is, it is just on Jesus. All we are tasked with doing is accepting that, and surrendering to Jesus. Um, how he saved us. So even with Mormonism, and they they have a lot of other beliefs that, you know, when you get more into the doctrine, uh, really are different than Christianity. But even on that, it's based more upon the degree to which we follow Jesus uh, for them. So it's still going to be a little bit more works-based, and and really a lot of where they go from there, the doctrinal differences are, are kind of a big thing. But then even Jehovah's Witnesses, uh, they don't really believe in a heaven or hell because humans cease to exist at death. Um, they believe that uh, 144,000 will be saved. Um, as we, we see in Revelation, it talks about the 144,000. Jehovah's Witness take that very literally to mean it's that many. And the others, um, because there's a lot more Jehovah's Witness than that, is that God, they hope that God will remember them, resurrect them later on to live on earth again. Um, they also don't believe Jesus is God, just the Son of God. So we have those big differences. Hinduism, based on reincarnation, based on the life you've lived, is what you will um, get in your next life. Atheism obviously believes in no afterlife. We're just here without a cause or a purpose. And as I said earlier, Christianity saved by grace through faith in Jesus. So I bring all that up to say, by definition, any belief that all roads of belief lead to heaven or some sort of paradise is illogical because I just showed you in those five, six, seven examples how different the roads are getting there. And you can't say that all roads lead there when especially Christianity says there is one way. So you, Christianity can't be right and uh, you know Islam be right because they have a very different means of getting there. That can't possibly happen. In, in a world where maybe all of the religions, um, it was the same thing that got there, but how you did it uh, was a little bit different or we called our gods different things. Like maybe you can make the argument, but that this argument just makes no sense at all. And to me, if someone's going to present you that argument that all roads lead to God or your truth is your truth, my truth is mine, we'll all end up in the same place anyways, um, that that just shows a lack of um, study done on, on this topic of any other religion because Christianity cannot be more clear that Jesus is the only way. Yep, and as, and as Christians, we stand on uh, the word 
as being absolute and and completely yeah. true. And we just went through, but before uh, you talked about those different religions, we we went through ten to fifteen different scriptures that that show really clear uh, the way to salvation is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And as I prepared this week for this show and. Uh, even more for I, I get the opportunity to preach this week on Sunday for filling in for Jackie. Um, I'm preaching on John six forty one through sixty, and Jesus is kind of going on a rant here, a, a, a great rant, and, and he repeats himself so many times here. And essentially, what he says in a matter of thirty verses, he says it seven to ten different times. He says, "I am the bread of life." I'm the way and I'm the only way um, to eternity with the Lord. So yeah, little, little teaser, even though this will be coming out afterwards. Yeah. But won't be a teaser at uh, that point. Definitely not. Um, so in summary, when answering the question, if all roads lead to God, according to the Bible, yes, they lead to him for the judgment of the individual, but no, all roads do not lead to being counted righteous before God. Many other belief systems hold to being a good person and that a balance of good versus evil is what determines whether they go to heaven or not. But we know from Romans 3 verse 23 that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So no one is righteous before God. The Bible tells us that it's only by the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ, who was God in the flesh and perfect, can we be saved if we believe in him as our Lord and Savior. It is not our works that get us to heaven. The beauty of Christianity is that we are the only belief system that has a God who chose to save us from our sins based not on our works, but on his grace, rather than requiring an undetermined amount of good works to save ourselves. We believe the Bible to be, an, to be the inspired word of God and historically accurate holding fast to the word of God as written makes it abundantly clear how we get to heaven and the good news that we should share with others who are terrified of the thought of death or who are striving so hard to do good enough good to hopefully be accepted by their God. The one true living God has offered salvation to all people. And that is through Jesus Christ. Love it, man. So, guys, that concludes today's show. It's good, again, to be back with you. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your support. God bless, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the 1717 Podcast. If you have any questions, please connect with us on Twitter or email us at 1717pod at gmail.com.